Welcome. This is jazz just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in Brooklyn, New York, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am, play them for your pleasure. And he'll also to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. I'm here with my co-host via Zoom, Larry Williams. Larry, how you doing? Okay, what's up, Al? How's everything with you? Everything is fine, man. Everything is good. Everything is really, really good. Been busy. Um... You know, we got the podcast going, you know, we got the first episode up, we completed the second, and this is our third since coming back. So, yeah, uh, right. Uh, we're, we're ready to rock and roll, huh? I thought I saw Ron on here a little earlier, I don't know, did he lead for a little bit? Who, Ron? Yeah. No, he wasn't on. Oh, he wasn't, okay. No, yeah, but may, hopefully he'll... he'll come aboard next time you know i'm, I'm kind of opening it up the format for people so if other folks want to join in on the podcast that's great so yep. since we have the zoom format you know we, we can take in another two three people uh to contribute all right uh we always start the show off folks with a song that addresses the issues of social justice now here's a song that uh, you know, and many say this is the number one song of protests. Uh, Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit. <laughs> Southern trees bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root, black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. the poplar trees pastoral scene of the gallant south the eyes and the twisted mouth scent of magnolia sweet and fresh then the sudden smell of burning Cry. 
this song was sang in, uh, this song was Billie Holiday sang it in 1939. However, it was written in 1937 by a person called Abel Maropol. Larry, how'd you like that one? I know you know the, the song. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's really nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, like anytime I hear her, I, right. uh, she's such a beautiful singer. That was, that song was, uh, at, when she sang that in 1937, I believe, I mean, 39, uh, Billie Holiday was not a protest singer. She sang love songs about lost love and things of that nature. So for her to come out with this song, man, was, was monumental. If you've seen the Netflix picture on Billie Holiday, you would see the story of how the FBI went after her for singing this song. And yeah. at that time, it was the height of lynching in the South. But the person who wrote the, the song, Abel, was from the Bronx. Oh, uh, boy. He's a Russian Jewish immigrant. Wow. Uh, he originally wrote it as a poem called Bitter Fruit. And again, it was changed into a song, but the lyrics is his. And he's a, a product of DeWitt Clinton High School. <laughs> and in fact, he ended up teaching at DeWitt Clinton High School. So there's a, there's a and he, he wrote that song, never mentioning the word lynching, but it's clear what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in fact, yeah, it, smell, so you can almost smell like. Oh yeah, the words you know. are so powerful. Yes, and they are. The New York Times in 1999 named that song the song of the century. Wow! Uh, so it had major impact when it came out. I mean, because it really highlighted the issue of lynching. And it went around the world, and, and the U.S. government had a major concern about its image and this yeah. song going out. You can understand that. Uh, but, hey, uh, that's our song on social justice, folks. Billie Holiday singing Strange Fruit. All right, let's uh, get to some jazz, man. Uh, here's a piece by... Jimmy Smith and Jack Macduff. Uh, sit back and enjoy this, folks. Thank you. 
think I ever heard two organs at the same time, Larry. That's Jimmy Smith and Jack McDuff. Why'd you like that one? It's called Riding On It. Wow. Uh, they were really like, uh, I mean, they were so much in unison. It almost sounded like there was only like one organ that was playing. Um, but they were, both of them are great organists. Yeah. Um, I love hearing either one of them at any time. You know, so it's really... That's, yeah. That was really nice. I know. Uh, uh, that that was performed at a, a at a jazz festival. Um, I think it was done in the nineties, nineteen ninety ninety two, to be precise. Oh, but, really? Uh, oh. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy Smith and Jack McDuff uh, together playing that, you know, uh, song, writing on it. That was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. Unusual, yeah. but yeah, good. You can hear a little bit of gospel type of music in there as well. Oh yeah, man! It, it had that uh, that southern roots, uh, yeah. You know, that uh, bop blues, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh-huh. that gospel. Yeah. Um, wow, that was good. That was good, man. It's been an interesting week in politics. In fact, yesterday, uh, President Biden laid out the framework for his uh, Build Back Better, the human infrastructure plan. And, you know, there's some good things in it and there's some things left out that have some people upset. But it looks like the Democrats are going to come to a compromise and uh, that's going to be the final package if all goes well. And if that's the case, we can look at uh, pretty soon one of the, uh, the passing of both infrastructure bills, which will be monumental and a major accomplishment for the Democrats. Do you think that they're really going to, uh, the, the two uh, dissidents are still going to go along with it? Well, they, they, they have made the cuts. They, they have cut out paid family leave. So, you know, like um, originally Bernie Sanders wanted... Which one, a, which one of them wanted, wanted paid uh Family leave cut out. Uh, the Munchen from West Virginia. Okay. Now we're we're the only major industrial country that does not have paid family leave. Which I don't understand. Like he's in a <clears throat> blue collar state. Yeah. That a, would be that would be something that a poor state. He said yeah, his his objection to family leave is, was that you know too many people will cheat. You can't cheat about being pregnant. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. There were major, major events. The Democrats were originally asking for 12 weeks. They compromised and brought it down to 12 to, 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 to four weeks. And then he refused to, uh, to play ball unless it was taken out altogether. So that was taken out. And, of course, what we talked about last time, part of the climate piece was taken out and the free college thing was taken out. So, you know, look, they have a and good... He, go ahead. And this is something that Munchen wanted, all those things that he wanted for, taken out were taken out? Uh, he objected to most of it, yes. Yeah. So, you know, when, when, you, have, you, when you have to have 50 votes, yeah. one person will uh, uh, can, can have real... A lot of power. Now, here's the thing. He's a 70, what is he, 70, 74, something like that. Year old man, uh, old ass man at that. I can say that because I'm older. Um, objecting to fa- to fam- paid to a paid family leave. At that part, I don't understand. I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I, you know, I just don't see him. Yeah, uh, being reelected again, uh, uh, maybe no, maybe the state, because uh, West Virginia is like, well, he, like, may, he I, I mainly, mainly yeah, Republican anyway. Yeah, he's 70 something. I don't even know if you're going to run. You know, the senator's term is yeah. six years, so he may end up when, you know, you know, it might have just been a stubbornness yeah. on his part just to show that he had the power. Yeah, so anyway. But it looks like this is going to go through and it's going to be a, a major, major uh, accomplishment for the Democrats. And it's going to give them something to run on in 2022 and definitely 2024. They can say, hey, we did this because they got the piece in on building the bridges, the roads, the infrastructure, broadband. And now they've got the uh, Build Back Better America, the human infrastructure piece looks like it's going to go through so uh, kudos 
to them. It was a fought, you know, a rough fought battle. But you got to give credits to the progressives. They fought to put these issues on the table. Right. Uh, they would have never. I don't know if they would have without the progressives and 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 you know coming together and 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 voicing their concern if these issues would have ever got on the table in Congress. All right. Well, like you know, I'm passionate about this man. I, I uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to impact you know minority folks, especially those who need it the most, like single parents, uh, tremendously, man, because it has the free universal child care. Uh, it has the free, free universal pre-K plus the child care. All right. Uh, but let's get to some jazz, man. Here's a piece, uh, some Latin jazz. You know, we got a Got to play some Latin jazz, man. Mango Santa Maria on a piece that he wrote called Afro Blue. All right.
Congo Santa Maria, Afro Blue. Uh, it first was recorded with Cal Jada and Willie Bobo. And this is a version that was done on Mongo's album. How you like that one, Larry? Oh, it was beautiful, man. Um, I love the way that he just keeps the beat going. Music is going like one way and the beat is going. Uh, it's almost like it's, it's hard for me to explain, but it's really, I, I just enjoyed it. I just yeah. enjoyed the, the mixture yeah. with the flute and uh and, and and the drums together. And and his drums are so distinct. You know, like they're, they're just like each note, you can hear like each note. Yeah, Mount Mongo was a bad brother. You know, he's born in Cuba. And this yeah. is that Afro-Cuban beat. And um, he was he was into the uh, Yoruba religion. Uh, and I think that's reflected some in his music. Uh but that song, Afro Blue, man, Cal Jada played it, John Coltrane played it, Max Roach played it, and uh, a lot, they're not the only ones, you know, who played this song. But it was Mongo who wrote it, man. Uh, that, that, that combination of jazz and Latin, man, that, that Afro-Latin beat, man, is, is, is just amazing. Yeah, that comes directly out of Cuba. That's That's... that's... Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a lot of Cuban musicians who, who in the 1950s and early 60s were playing Latin jazz music. Yeah. Uh, Celia Cruz was like uh, uh, the oh, singer. Oh, yeah. She was beautiful, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, amazing. Okay, folks, let's uh, move on, man. There is a... Uh, Movie on Netflix on Miles Davis. Have you seen it? I haven't seen the one on Miles yet. Oh man, Larry, it is really, really good. And it is a documentary? Yeah, documentary, of course. And it addresses a lot of the concerns that people have with Miles. For instance, what are the reasons why he went to electronics? It addresses all of that. It really lays out the man's life. And uh, I, I, th I think they did a brilliant job. Uh, the phases that Miles went through with his music and uh, how it that was a reflection of the things that he was going through. Uh, so here's a piece by Miles, man. This is a beautiful piece. Do you know the name of the uh, documentary? Miles Davis. Okay. Here's a and Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix, man. Here's a piece uh, by Miles. Uh, that's absolutely beautiful, and it's called uh, uh, It Never Entered My Mind.
Miles Davis Quintet, It Never Emptied My Mind, recorded in uh, 1956, with Miles Davis on trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor sax, Red Garling on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe Jones on drums. Beautiful, Larry. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. That was a great quintet. Yes. Um, and, um, st- each one of them are stars by themselves. Each one of them could have their own band, you know, at, at any point in time. Um, matter of fact, a lot of them did go out and play singly, especially John Coltrane. Yeah, yes. You know, yeah. Uh, when, when John Coltrane left the group, uh, a number of people left, including Bill Evans, who was close with Miles. And and the documentary explains all these relationships, which makes it so great, and the impact of, of, of Train leaving. Uh, but this was a fabulous piece, man, a beautiful ballad. It was written by Richard Rogers of, of you know, Rogers and, and Hammerstein. Uh, Richard Rogers was something, man. These cats, man, wrote over 900 songs, over 43 musicals. Uh, unbelievable but Miles played it man it's what feelings oh I can listen to old Miles man play those melodies those ballads man wow yeah all right man here's let's bring it a little bit uh to a little modern times but not that far in 1966, and you know, in the 60s, things was hopping. This was actually a protest song against the war in Vietnam. Uh, and it was Les McCann and Eddie Harris on a piece called uh, Compared to What? Yeah. Children are killing frogs. 
poor dumb rednecks rolling logs. Tired old ladies kissing the dogs. I hate the human love of that stinking mud. I can't use it. Trying to make it real compared to what? Come on, baby. Gives us a rhyme or reason. Have one doubt, they call it treason. We're chicken feathers all the way out one bit. God damn it, I'm trying to make it real compared to what?
Oh, yeah. Powerful piece, man. Uh, Eddie Harris, Les McCann, trying to make it real. Compared to what? Compared to what? Yeah, I know you remember that song, Larry. Oh, man, we used to be going out to, out to uh, the Fred houses with that music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. That was a powerful piece. You know, it's it's so it's so ironic that um I pay much more attention to the lyrics now than I did back then in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. I, I was more into the beat and the feel of the music. But right. now I start listening to the lyrics, man, and this is some powerful lyrics. This this song was written by a guy named Gene McDaniels, the uh, drummer for the group. Uh but it's it's a powerful piece and it's Talking about the Vietnam War, man, trying to make it real compared to what? Yeah, I, uh, I, I just recently was like really listening to the words to Hurricane by uh, Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, yeah. That those are some powerful words he came out with. Oh yeah. And in today's world, uh, his use of the N word, they might have, they might have canceled him. You mm. know, even in the context that he used it in. Yeah. Yeah, he used the term "crazy nigger" in in the in, in the song. I know he and caught he, flack for that too. Yeah, yeah, but he's still around, you know. Yeah, oh he's still yeah, around. He's still around. But if you if you listen to the song, it's not that he's calling somebody a, a word. He's repeating what people called him. Yeah, but you can't do that today. No, and no. probably couldn't do it back then either. Yeah, well, you know, they use the N-word so much in rap that it's, it's now a common word. I'm still extremely uncomfortable with that use of that word. Because, Me too. you know, they uh, young people have negated history. And yeah. uh, uh, they've lost the lessons. that, that and, and it's a disservice to all those who suffered because of that word. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They were trying. I know what they were trying to do, but I think it, uh, the significance is more powerful when you look yeah. at it. Is that what it meant in the past? Not yeah. so much that they want to make something that's negative. They want to make that negative into something more positive. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, here's a, yeah. They didn't have to do that. No, I know they didn't. You Not know. with that word anyway. That it's word is too. I mean, it's too hurtful. I know. It has too many bad things that happen with that yeah. word. Yes, yes. You know, I'd be on the train and I'd be on the bus and I'd listen to these young people. And Oh, my God, thing. forget about it. They're of every ethnic background. Yeah. New coming immigrants using it. They have no idea of the history and the blood associated with that word. None. No. None. None whatsoever. You know, it's like they negate our history. Yeah. Uh, I, I, It gets me extremely upset, man, how they abuse the N-word. And it's not just them. It's the, our young people, too. And it's, yeah. it's so ironic because these are the children. It started with the children of the 60s where there was all this consciousness on... Uh, you know, black power, cultural identification with Africa and all that stuff that occurred in the 60s. And here a generation or two uh, come along with that word, man. It's it's more than ironic. It's tragic. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, let's keep moving, man. Here's a piece that I like, man. Well, of course, I know you like her too, man, because she is something else. Nina Simone, you talk about people of the 60s and 70s. Man, yeah. what a lady, what a lady. Uh, here's a piece called Feeling Good. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a 
new life for me. Simone, feeling good, man. Speaking uh, in tongues there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. She was fabulous. She's always so amazing. Uh, you know, I've seen the documentary on her, and uh, what, a, what a fabulous career, but with a sad ending. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah. But, you I'm know, sorry, sorry to see what happened with her oh, and yeah. her daughter. Did you see that documentary documentary yeah. on, on her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh when you watch the one on Miles, man, you're gonna see that, you know, he had his, his ups and downs, but he was a genius, man. He bounced yeah. back when people thought he couldn't bounce back. He had his bouts with substance abuse and, and, and everything else, man. And uh but a genius, man. And he changed his music to reflect the times, man. And, and you know, they got, you know, comments by Wayne Shorter, Herbie Hancock, other people, uh, Reggie Workman, people who worked with him. And, uh -huh. and they, they talk about what was going on, man. It's really, really Bill, Bill Evans, too. So it's really, really, really a good doc, man. You got to watch it, Larry. Yeah, I remember, I remember going to the gate to see him and, uh, you know, it was just... just uh, it's just, it's just, it's just uh, magical just watching him. Yeah. Even though he used to do a lot of crazy stuff, um, he used to, uh, you know, walk off the stage and, you know, it's that, not, but that was him. That was, that was Miles, him. man. There's no other like Miles. And you talk about the Village Gate. I heard uh, someone posted on Facebook about Ravi, Ravi Coltrane uh, tore it up last night, man. He, Oh really? Yeah, he you know he's playing both tenor and soprano sax, fo following in the footsteps of his father. I guess yeah, he's I, I put, I put one or two albums by him. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, we got to play him. We got to play Ravi. Yeah, um, yeah, you should. Get, we should get get Ravi and uh, there's a there's a uh, a group of young uh, saxophone players that. Uh, when I used to go to Brooklyn, there used to be a barber that I used to go to. His name was Bobby. This guy was from Philadelphia. And he used to turn me on to 
the new players, the up and coming players that were happening back then in the in the nineties that I wasn't aware of. So he made me aware, of, like Ravi, and there were a couple other guys mm-hmm. uh, that I became aware of because of him. Oh, okay, man. If you can, you know, track down those names, man. We'll I will. Them. I will. I just I just uh, recently transferred my iTunes onto my phones. I got over ten thousand songs uh, on my iTunes now. I mean, on my phone, on my tele, on my telephone that I can, I can listen to while I'm, while I'm moving around the city. Oh, okay, okay. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Yeah, Javon is another. I got there's a couple of guys that that you would probably really like mm-hmm. once you hit them. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, Larry, it's that time, brother. Is it already? Time, oh my man. God! What can I tell you? Thanks for being on, man. Thanks for being on. There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Really, not only this, I really enjoy the music and the conversation. Pretty baby, you are the soul right, who snaps my control. It's good to talk okay. with you. Good to have you on the podcast. Such a funny thing, but every time you hear me, I never can.